All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started, everybody. Uh, good, good evening. Um, I want to welcome you guys to uh, Ron LeGrand's uh, monthly uh, Gold Club uh, Q&A call. Uh, my name is Todd Foster, and I am one of the mentors here uh, with uh, Ron LeGrand's Global Publishing Organization. Uh, if you're not familiar with, uh, with this call or this is the first time you've been on the call, uh, this is a call that we hold on the second Monday of every month. Uh, now, Gold Club members, uh, you can submit your deals prior to the call, and we'll review them right here uh, on, the, on the call and get your questions answered. Uh, and if you are not a Gold Club member, uh, you're certainly more than welcome to uh, listen in uh, to the call, but unfortunately you won't be able to, to get into the queue and, and ask, any, uh, ask any questions or be able to uh, participate. Um, now if you want more information uh, on how to sign up for the Gold Club, uh, just go to www dot rons r o n s uh, gold club rons gold club uh, dot com uh, and if you're not familiar with uh, with with the gold club and, and what you get um, guys I want to you know just encourage you if you're not gold club members every single one of you on this call absolutely needs to be if you're serious about building uh, a real estate business um, you know for the information and the amount of uh, um, you know, training that you get uh, on that site. It's loaded with all kinds of training videos, forms, everything that you need to be successful as a, as a real estate investor. Uh, there's no better training library, you know, on the planet than, uh, than that site right there. So um, I want to encourage you guys to, to go there and get signed up if you're not already. Um, so now if you're listening in and you are a Gold Club member and you want to get in the queue uh, to be able to ask a question, um, and, and discuss a deal that you submitted, what you're going to do is you're going to press star uh, 6 to be entered to, into the queue. Um, and now if you're, again, if you're a Gold Club member and for any reason if you, you know, called in but you didn't call in on the interactive line uh, that's listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage, uh, you know, after, you're, after you were to log in, what you should do now is, is hang up uh, and call back in using that phone number and access code if you want to be able to ask any questions. Okay? Um, and I want to encourage you to, you know, if you're, if you're out there and you're kind of waiting online to, to ask a question, uh, get in the queue now. Get in the queue right away. Uh, we've only got an hour uh, tonight, and uh, we're going to try to get through as many questions as we can, but uh, we kind of take them on a first-come, first-served basis. Uh, and when you jump in the queue, um, you know, it's not like we put you on hold and you can't hear the rest of the call. You can still hear, you know, everything that, that's going on. So, uh, so jump in the queue uh, when, uh, when you're ready to ask a question. We'll, we'll get to you in, in order. Okay? Um, now, as I mentioned before, I want to give you guys a little bit of background about me and, and who's, who's hosting the call tonight. Um, again, my name is Todd Foster, uh, and I'm, I'm one of the mentors here. I've been uh, immersed in Planet Ron for you know, almost four years now. I've uh, been a mentor for three of those years. Uh, and, uh, and I can tell you guys that I've had no better uh, mentor, uh, teacher, or coach uh, at any point in my lifetime uh, than Ron. So if you're just stepping into Ron's world you know, to learn the real estate business, uh, you know, I want to assure you guys that you're absolutely in the right place. You've, you know, you've, you've got the right guy. Um, you know, our lives look a whole lot different now than when we first met, uh, met Ron. Uh, when I first met him, uh, I, was, I was a recovering uh, engineer. Um, I was uh, a medical device engineer, uh, a real thinker brain. And, uh, and honestly, we were, you know, we were struggling financially uh, because we were living off of credit cards, basically living you know, paycheck to paycheck like uh, you know, mo most people you know, I think typically are. Um, and uh, anyway, by following you know, what, what Ron teaches and, and his systems and his, his strategies and investing in real estate, 
you know, now my wife and I, we've got, uh, you know, a thriving business here. We live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, we've got an office with two full-time acquisitionists uh, who help us buy and sell uh, real estate. Uh, and we all, and we do it, you know, we do it rounds away with, uh, with none of our own money uh, and, and not using any of our own credit. So very little risk. Um, and it's, it's absolutely the right way to invest in, in real estate. So uh, we, we owe an awful lot to him. Uh, and I can tell you that I'm, I'm certainly excited to host this call tonight. Uh, and I'm going to do my absolute best uh, to, to fill in for Ron, uh, as uh, those are some pretty big shoes to, to fill, uh, for sure. So, uh, and, and hopefully along the way, we'll be able to help uh, some of you guys on the call, you know, with uh, with some of your deals. Okay. So, uh, with that said, uh, let's uh, let's open it up and uh, let's take our first uh, our first call here. Um, caller, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Uh, if, yep, I can hear you just fine. Uh, who is this and where are okay. you from? My name is Andrew Roach. I'm from Jonesboro, Arkansas. <clears throat> um, just had a question about a, a deal um, that came, a potential deal that came uh, this afternoon around 3 or so. Um, a lady had called us um, really needing to sell her home. Um, she lives out about 30 miles from where we live, um, and it's in a, it's in a rural area. Um, okay. basically, basically she had a, she had already, um, they, they had sold their home, uh, or what they thought they sold their home. Um, but the, uh, per, the buyer, uh, their, their mortgage fell through. And in that time they had already, um, got into another house in a different city. And, okay. uh, the, they, uh, basically, basically there, there was going to be tenants for a while until they could get their money from their you know, from selling their house and then pay the, um, the, the part, you know, the house that they're living in now, pay the, that seller off. And my question is, do you have any experience with working? It's kind of a two-edged deal, but do you have any experience with working on the seller's end of where they're living now to maybe extend out, you know, maybe get an extended term or something of the sort? Well, let me let me ask a couple of clarifying questions here, Andrew. So, um, so so correct me if I'm wrong here, because I want to make sure I'm understanding this. So, the seller, um, there are they renting a property right now? Or are they doing like a rent to own or some type of terms with uh, with the new property that they moved into because they were they were waiting for proceeds uh, from the sale of this home or maybe a mortgage to clear to be able to get mortgage ready? Is that kind of what's going on? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm not sure exactly if they're doing a rent to own or it's. <laughs> what exactly what terms they have on their end, but um, it's something of the sort to where they were going to, you know, basically be renters for a few months and then, you know, cash out once they got, uh, you know, the cash from their property that they own. Okay, so it's obviously with a private individual that they're doing something, uh, doing something yeah. with, uh, and so that so then they're turning to you, kind of wondering, hey, is there is there anything we can you can do to kind of help us help us out type type deal. Right. Yeah, and they're they're pretty. Uh, they're they're kind of in a panic state. You know, they need to get something done with their house pretty soon. Well, I, I guess you know, in, in all honesty, I guess I, I need a little bit more information to understand what you know what's driving the boat there, um, with uh, um, with them working with uh, you know, the, the property that they're in right now. I mean, is there some type of a, a balloon that they're 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 up against? I mean, if they they, they do. Do you, do you have any more information as to what the terms look like uh, with this, the home that they're currently in? No, because she didn't want to go into too much information about, um, you know, she didn't want to go into too much information about that deal because that's between her and another person. 
Um, and I told her it might be able to help me if I can, you know, know a little more about it. Um, but my understanding is they were just going to be tenants for, um, you know, I don't know, maybe a couple months. And then once they were cashed out of their um, home that they're wanting to sell us, then they would, you know, I don't know about as far as a balloon, though. I don't know if there was any limit on that. Though. Well, okay, so you're, you're basically what, uh, you know, what I would tell, you know, this individual is, is look, I mean, I mean, I buy properties with terms. I can certainly help you out with this property where, uh, where the buyer's mortgage, mortgage fell through. But uh, because I'm a terms buyer, I do need some time uh, to cash you out in full. So what that means to you is you, you need to go back and evaluate your current situation and, and, and figure out whether or not you can give me time to get this other property cashed out because that's what I specialize in. Uh, and now sometimes I can get them cashed out in six months, sometimes 12, sometimes it might take a little bit longer. But during that time, you know, I'll, I'll take care of, you know, all the mortgage payments, all the maintenance and all that stuff so you can just move on. But really what makes this deal work is, is you give me a little bit of time to get you cashed out. So can you give me a little bit of time to cash you out? Uh, or do you need, you know, all cash out of this property, you know, up front? Because uh, if, yeah. if that's the case, then... You know, then then she's she's talking to the wrong guy, right? Right. Okay. All right. Well, that that uh, that pretty much hits it right on the head. So. Yeah. Right. Thank you. And and you, you know you, the other thing you can do is you can tell her, look, I mean, I've 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 got experience, you know, negotiating with uh, with other sellers. You can certainly, um, you know, ask her if she if she needs help, kind of negotiating the front end to see, uh, you know, if she can buy a little bit more time to to get the cash out of the other property, um, and maybe that would give that particular seller, that individual, a little bit more confidence that, uh, you know, eventually the you know the deal is going to cash out and, and and potentially extend her, right? So, but right. that's really okay. going to be up to her as to whether or not she wants you to get involved on that side. Make sense? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it does. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Uh, let's move on to our next caller. All right. Who do we got next? Uh, Jay Nichols. Hey, Jay. How you doing? Where are you from? Uh, San Diego. I'm oh, kind of new to <laughs> Met on the beach, by the way. Make you more <laughs> you okay, now you're just rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I'm new to Go Club, and uh, I purchased the Control Without Ownership system, and I'm kind of confused on how to put together deals. I'm, I'm, I'm getting my uh, stuff together with the VAs and everything. Uh, what uh, I don't know what uh, CD or what, where in the system does it tell you exactly how to break down a deal and, and put it together? When you when you actually get a uh, a, a lead sheet, um, you know, good good question. So, you've, have you listened to the control without ownership, like the, the the CDs there? I've been listening to the CDs, yeah, and I in the I love all of them all the time, but I, I'm kind of confused about it. Once I get the lead sheet, which I'm about to do that this month, uh, how do I put together the the deals? And is there like a mentorship or how? How would I do that once I get the lead sheet? Because I'm pretty confident. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was going to be my next question, uh, Jay. Do you have, um, do you have a, a mentor? Have you signed up for the mentorship program? No, I haven't. I'm not really sure about that. I, I wasn't really uh, educated about how does that work. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so basically, what you, what you can do is call the office, uh, and they'll they, they'll get you signed up with a with a mentor. Um, but uh, basically. 
you know, the way the mentorship program works is, is you'll have a mentor kind of you know, side by side with you in the trenches, and as deals come in, they can help you analyze them. Um, and, and honestly, I mean, that's what the purpose of this call is too. Um, you know, as uh, as leads come in, um, you know, the students can send them in, and we can review them uh, each each. Uh, uh, each call, but uh, with a mentorship program, you, you're going to get um, you know access to a mentor, and you're going to be able to email your mentor um, the leads as they come in, and they'll be able to get back to say, okay, this is the type of closing call that you would do. This is how we would structure the deal. Uh, so that's kind of a win-win for both parties, right? So yeah, there. I would encourage you if you're not sure uh, how to proceed, you know, with with the deals once you get the lead sheets, I would certainly look into you know the, the mentorship program, uh, and that's kind of the fast track for the students to to get get up and running. I can tell you that that's how I started. Um, right. And I mean, I, I never really looked back. So there, there was an upfront investment cost, but we made it back on our first deal and then some, right? So. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to get get on those lead sheets, and uh, I'll definitely be seeing you probably next month on the uh, on the call with the deal to look at. All right. Fantastic. All right. Thanks, Dave. Hey, have a, have a great uh, have a great evening. Enjoy that weather. Bye. Right, you too. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> yep. Bye. All right. Well, let's see. Who do we got? Um, all right, who's uh, who's next? Uh, Carlton Brown, and I'm from San Diego, California. I'm sorry, I didn't catch the name. Who was it? Carlton Brown from San Diego, California. Carlton uh, from San Diego. Boy, all you guys are just uh, calling in to, to test me, right? It's. Uh, do you have any idea how cold it is in Minnesota? Uh, you, you guys are lucky. Uh, all right. So Carlton, so you submitted some lead sheets, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, do you have those in front of you? I don't. I'm driving, but uh, I know I know them by heart, so I turned them in. <laughs> okay. Uh, is there a particular one that you uh, you know you got some some questions on that uh, you kind of want to go through? Uh, which one would you like yeah, to start with? I'd like to start with the one from Victorville. Uh, Victorville. There we go. I got that. Okay. Um, so why don't you, I mean, uh, for the benefit of everybody on the call here, why don't you kind of give us a, a rundown of, of what the current status is of this, um, you know, what the, what the numbers look like. Uh, have, you so ha have you talked to the seller uh, on this one, uh, Carlton? Uh, I am the seller on this one. Okay, you are the seller on this one. Okay. All right, well, that's that's unique. Okay, so what's um, what's the question? <laughs> the, the question is, um, I haven't been able, and I do have a. Uh, how do I get buyers interested in looking at my property? Well, what are you doing right now to to advertise the property? I have it on Zillow. I have it on Trulia. I have it listed on the MLS. My wife is a broker at Carlsbad. Okay. Um, have you <clears throat> have you done anything on? Uh, um, and well, and first of all, in your in your advertisements, the ones that are you know out there on Zillow and. Um, you know the MLS and, and Trulia. Uh, I'm, I assume you're willing to, or you're looking to basically sell this to a lease option buyer, right? Or a tenant buyer? That's, is that your exit strategy? You want to get somebody in there, collect a non-refundable option deposit? Was that uh, what you're looking to do? I'm open. Yeah, that'd be fine. You know, whatever, okay. whatever. I, I can sell it. I I just spent a bunch of money rehabbing it, and it's ready to go. 
Okay. Okay. Um, so there's some there's some keywords that you want to make sure that uh, are in, in you know in your advertisement. Um, you know, uh, you know, lease lease purchase, uh, rent to own, uh, owner financing. Uh, you know, ter terms like that that are going to catch people's eye. Uh, you you want to make sure that you advertise that uh, you know poor credit is okay. Um, you know, no bank qualifying. Uh, things that indicate to potential buyers that uh, you don't need to have you know good credit uh, to basically purchase the home. Okay, um, so those are some of the the key things you want to make sure that are in all of your advertisements. Um, as far as uh, you know, additional places to advertise, you know, other than Zillow and uh, the MLS. Um, and uh, and Trulia, um, I, we use Craigslist a lot. That, that that'll get a lot of buyers. Um, do you have? Do you? Does I mean? Um, do you have a like a Facebook page or a business page on Facebook that you can you can post to? Uh, I do, and um, <clears throat> I haven't put it on Facebook, but I do have it on Craigslist. Okay, um, so so Craigslist should help. Um, and do you have it under the for rent section or the for sale by owner section or both? Hello? Yeah, I think I just did the for sale by owner, and I did okay. not do the – you said for sale by owner, and what was the other one? And the for rent section. For rent, okay. Right. Yeah, I would I would make sure you got it posted in both of those those sections, um, and and obviously under the for rent section, it's going to be a rent to own, right? Um, but that's uh, I would make sure you post it in both of those. Uh, as I get a lot of uh, buyer leads from Facebook, uh, we we post our ads on on uh, on Facebook, and then uh, if you know anything about advertising on Facebook, um, you know you can boost a, a particular post. You can basically target a certain set of audience, so people that are likely to move uh, or people that are. Uh, renting, you know, in a, in a specific zip code or area. Um, I mean, there's there's all kinds of things that you can play around with. Just watch a couple of YouTube videos, and you'll be an expert, you know, in a in about ten minutes. Um, but that's we get, we we drive a lot of traffic, uh, like to our website. Do you have a website that you're you're driving traffic to that you're driving buyers to? Yeah, I have three websites that I got with the Ron LeGrand program. I'm a gold. Perfect. Leader. Perfect. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, we would we would be advertising it on Facebook and then driving people, um, you know, back to a, a link, going back to the website, so that people could enter in their information and tell us, you know, how much money they uh, have to work with and and what's the most they can put down. Um, uh, and then the other thing that uh, you know I use a lot, you know, in in my area. Um, and some, some areas more than others uh, kind of frown upon this. It kind of depends on your area. But we use a lot of uh, bandit signs uh, that say, you know, uh, rent to own um, or, or own a beautiful home, uh, poor credit okay, and, uh, and then maybe a nice uh, selling proposition or a, a unique selling feature or something about the, the, the property, um, you know, if it's got a big backyard uh, or recently remodeled, and then, you know, the fourth line would be a phone number. Uh, we, we, I'd say probably 50 to 60% of our properties get sold from, from bandit signs. Um, and, you know, if you put 50 or 60 of those things out, just be prepared to take a lot of calls, um, you know, or, or, or send them to your IVR uh, if you've got the IVR set up. Okay. Yeah, I do. I have a VA who uh, mm -hmm. is uh, doing calls for me, and I have Pat Live. Mm -hmm. So I'm just okay. following all of the steps of the CDs and the, the training that I got when I went with Ron up in L.A. 
Yep. So if you if you make a couple couple of uh, of tweaks to get because it looks like you've got three properties that uh, that you're looking to get uh, to get sold. Um, you know, if you make a couple of, of tweaks to your um, to your marketing, Carlton, and you put some of those uh, you know uh, keywords in there. You know, rent to own, poor credit, okay, uh, no bank financing. Um, you know, I mean, th things like that that uh, that people are looking for to to really trigger the uh, the volume of calls. Uh, it's going to be a whole lot easier to, to sell these properties. Um, and, you know, if you can take some of the calls live, uh, great. Otherwise, send them to your IVR. Okay. Um, okay. And the other, the other two are in the Midwest, like you're in Minnesota. I have two in Wisconsin. Okay. And one of them uh, I own outright. One of them I own outright. So I'd like to try to sell that one first. Okay. <coughs> Uh, the, I mean, the, the, and the, the process doesn't change no matter where you're at in, in the country. Now, obviously, you'll probably need some, some boots on the ground here, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in the Midwest. I assume you probably already have that. Um, you know, if the properties are vacant, you need to get somebody out there to put a lockbox on there uh, so that uh, people can walk through the property, um, you know, or maybe somebody uh, locally to put out some signs and stuff for you. Or you could just do everything from advertising online. That's, that's fine, too. Just make sure that you have those key words uh, in there. Because uh, you know, cash buyers or mortgage-ready buyers, they're not looking for the same keywords as uh, rent-to-own uh, or lease-purchase buyers, right? So they're looking for things like rent-to-own, uh, poor credit, okay, no bank financing, those types of, of keywords uh, to, to trigger uh, trigger those calls. If that's what you're looking for, all right? Okay. Any other questions right. I can help you with, uh, Carlton? Well, that was it. I, I I just got a new lead here in uh, Carlsbad, and I um, and I got my lead sheet from the VA, and I'm not really all that sure of what questions should I ask the seller. And I wasn't able to uh, print this because I was out in the field here looking at this house. Okay. What did um? And it says so you, it uh, you're in you're in down. Texas. So let me. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions on the lead sheet. You're in Texas, right? So you've got box A and B on the property information sheet. Uh, what what uh, actually, what actually, boxes I'm are in text? I'm in California. Oh, you're in California. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Um, okay. What um, what boxes is, is there? Is there a yes in box A, B, or C? C. Okay. So so it's a free and clear property. And they've said yes, they're willing to, um, you know, take payments for their equity. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Um, and so you're, you just, you need help on on what to do next. Is that kind of what, uh, where yes. you're at? Um, so a couple things I would have you do. One, before you call them back, uh, you've got their their asking price basically from. Uh, from the, the virtual assistant, right? Uh, the next step yeah. is for you to kind of figure out what you think the comps are worth. Okay, so you, you need to figure out what, you know, what other homes in the area are selling for. Because uh, you, yeah, the next step yeah, is your... My, yeah, my wife's okay. on the MS, so she's a broker. Perfect. Okay, and you need to know what you feel like you can rent the property for as well. Those are the two pieces of information that you need because you're going to go in. You know, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to do a closing call uh, with the seller, and you're going to try to negotiate some terms over the phone 
um, and, uh, and negotiate the best deal that you can possibly, uh, possibly get. And you're going to do that by asking questions of the seller, um, you know, such as, you know, if we were to do a, a deal like this, what's the least you would accept for the purchase price, knowing that, um, you know, I'm going to buy it directly from you and there's no, uh, you know, realtor commissions coming out of your pocket or no, uh, no closing costs typically coming out of your pocket, uh, what's the least you can accept? Uh, and then, you know, what, what's the least you could take for a monthly payment until I get you cash out? Um, right, so those are the types of questions that you're going you're gonna to ask on the closing call, uh, the owner financing closing call, okay? And, okay? and depending on the answers they give you, uh, that's, that's where it helps to know. I mean, if they say that uh, the least they're willing to accept is 800000 for the property and, and the comps in the area are only at seven fifty, well, you, you know you got a problem, right? But if they say that they're willing to accept seven hundred and the comps are seven fifty, okay, now you got something, right? So that's why you need to know those comps going in. The same thing with the rent comps. If they say that they're willing to take a payment of two grand a month, and you know you can rent it for three grand a month, well, ching ching, right? So, so okay, let's say that she agrees to all of this, and or so you're saying that I should just keep it under contract and keep it rented. Or should I try well, to sell it? Well, so our typical exit strategy, Carlton, is to put a tenant buyer in the property. Um, so you would buy it with owner financing. You'd buy it with owner financing, and then you're going to put a tenant buyer in the property uh, who's going to give you a non-refundable option deposit. And then, yeah, they're basically going to be leasing the property from you until they're able to get you know, mortgage ready to, to be able to go get their you know, their mortgage get qualified, right? Uh, and then when they do, they bring their mortgage to the table and boom, it cashes everybody out of the deal, but that takes a little bit of time. So uh, you buy it with owner financing and typically the, the smartest way to turn around and put somebody in the property is, is put a tenant buyer in there. That way you maintain control of the property. So if the tenant doesn't pay, it's just a, it's an eviction, right? So right. that's why we do it that way. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes, it does. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that was uh, my question. So, uh, awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Have a great rest of the night, Carlton. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's move on to the next caller. Uh, let's see. Hello. Who do we, who we got next? Hello. Hello. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the next caller. I'm sorry, whoever that was, I could not understand a word that was that was saying. So if you want to, uh, looks like there's uh, only a couple more people in the queue. If you want to just jump back into the queue, um, you know, I can I can try to take your call next. So uh, let's see, who do we got next here? That's me. Uh, this is Jeff Carroll in Seattle, Washington. Hey, Jeff. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, good. I have more of a conceptual question. Uh, I'm kind oh, okay. of a big picture. I'm getting kind of high-centered. I, th I think I'm overthinking it. Um, and okay. I'm not even an engineer. I'm still over overthinking it. <laughs> all right. Sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't resist that. Sorry. No, that's all uh, right. Uh, I don't even I'm recovering have all the engineer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a recovering real estate agent broker, so we're in the same. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Uh, I just uh, I just realized as I 
started into this thing, even though I don't have all the information yet from the seller, I realized I'm not clear on, in my mind how to, how to exit from something like this. Uh, I, and I, I'll just give it quickly the big picture. I, I sent out an email to uh, would you, the people just saying, for sale by owners and uh, for rents, would you uh, consider selling your house with a down payment and the balance of monthly payments? That's it, just to see what happened. Mm-hmm. And I sent one to a million-dollar property on, on what's called Lake Washington here, which is a high-rent district. Everything in King County where Seattle is, is you know, the, the mean is like 600 grand. It's just unbelievable. And the demand nice. is off the charts. Uh, I mean, you, there's, there's no inventory. So this fellow uh, emailed right back, this 1.1 uh, on the lake, um, lakefront house. Yes, he would, he, he would do it with 20% down. Um, but he did say something. There's, 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 there's a lot of debt on the property. And I'm going to throw in my 42-foot cruiser to go with the pro, to go with it. So okay. So before I got any, any more information, I just realized I'm kind of high-centered because I don't want to be in the middle of this. I'm getting started. These are big numbers. I don't, I didn't want to mm-hmm. be in the middle of this. So I couldn't figure out how. I mean, even if I had to, I, I'm con, I, I'm confident I could get more than 20% down in this marketplace anyway. So that's not even the problem. The problem is how would I structure this that I wouldn't be in the middle and I, I could do a you know a decent enough job for the seller and the you know the tenant buyer or the owner financing buyer and that's why I just get stuck. How to uh, right. well, how to structure it. Yeah that's I mean that's what we've got uh, the axe uh, program here for Jeff. I mean, it doesn't sound like there's um, really too much equity, if anything, to speak of. Because you said, so he, he uh, you think it's worth 1.1, and he owes about that much, or, or no, 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 here? no. I, I bet you he's got hundreds of thousand dollars of equity. He didn't say anything okay. like that. He just said, oh, okay. not free and clear. It's, it's got some debt on it. So, okay. you know, I, 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 I'm convinced I could get 25 or 30 percent down. There's nothing like that on the market around here, especially right. in the waterfront. Well, but I don't so the conversation. Well, the, the so the com- I mean, first off, uh, in order to be able to structure anything, you, you need to understand what the seller wants. Okay, what 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 mm-hmm. he so he said that he wants twenty percent down, uh, and and I'll come back to that in a minute here. But um, uh, do you know what his monthly payments are? I never even got that far. Okay. I mean, I just got an email. Um, so, I'm going to be my phone calls coming up. Yeah. So in. In order to structure something that's going to make sense for both parties, this is this is why we need to know what the mortgage information. So obviously, you know, who knows how high his monthly payment is, right? Um, it might mm-hmm. be high, it might be might be low. I don't know, but at a bare minimum, in order to do a deal like this, you're most likely going to have to you know cover his his mortgage payment. So we need to understand what that is. Uh, you also need to understand um, what you can get in terms of you know market market rents if you're going to put a tenant buyer in the property, uh, what what the property would rent for. So I mean, let's say it rents mm-hmm. for I don't know, just easy math. Let's say it rents for four grand a month and his payments only mm-hmm. three grand uh, a month. I mean, maybe you know when you have the conversation with him, the conversation is going to go. Uh, and I kind of touched on this on the, on the last call. A conversation is going to go like this. Well, what you know what what do you need for the property? Um, you know what? Uh, what's the least you could take for a, for a monthly payment? Uh, or better yet, if you first find out what he owes on the property, uh, and then mm-hmm. what his monthly payment is, just say, okay, the way I usually structure these deals is that we'll make that monthly payment for you while we're working to get this thing cashed out. Does that work for you? Yes or no? 
And he's either going to say yes or no. So yeah, that, that'll work. I just want my payment covered. Or he might say, well, you know, my payment's only 2500 a month, and I know that if I rented it, I could get closer to four grand. Well, are you saying that you need four grand a month, or you know, can you give me a little bit of room to work there? Because uh, if I do a deal like this, you know, I mean, typically, you know, you're not going to have to deal with maintenance or repairs or anything like that. That's either going to be on me or the end. The, the end buyer. So I'm, I'm assuming you can give me some, some room to work on the monthly payment. Is that fair? And that is pretty fair, right? He's probably going to say yes to that, right? So you, you need to understand what, what it is the best that, that he's willing to do in terms of the terms. So mm-hmm. we, we always ask questions, uh, Jeff, of the sellers. I mean, Ron says this all the time. You ask questions of the seller to determine what the deal is, and then you determine whether or not you want to accept it, right? Um, so you're, you're not trying to make some type of proposal. It's really what do you need to get out of this, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, do you need 1.1, 1.2 million? And you need to know what the comps are going in because if he wants, say, 1.1 and, and you think he could probably get 1.2 or, or 1.3 from a tenant buyer, well, that's that's some, some good equity there, right? So it doesn't sound like we have all the information. So what you need to do is go back to the seller and just ask a, a few more questions. And, uh, you know, again, the questions are, are going to center around what's how much is owed on the property, um, you know, what, what's the, what's the monthly payment on that? And if he, if he asks, well, why do you need to know what's owed? Just say, cause any type of a deal that I do with you is going to be uh, centered around the existing financing. A lot of times what I do is I take over any existing debt on the mortgage and then I, I work to cash you out your equity separately. So I kind of need to know what I'm dealing with here. Uh, so, you know, approximately how much is still owed on the, on the property. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I, what's I, the I monthly payment on that debt, right? Um, so it's a very logical way to approach it. Um, and then when he say, when he, once he gives you the monthly payment, then you just kind of roll into, I mean, if, if you know, you'll know offhand because you'll do your research beforehand what you can rent it for. And if the rent, mm-hmm. you know, comps are, are pretty close to, you know, what his monthly payment is, just say, okay, this is the way it normally works. I would say this anyway. This is the way it normally works is we make that monthly payment, you know, once we get somebody into the property, um, and then we get you your equity on the back end. But it's, it's still basically, a you know, a... Uh, a delayed cash sale at uh, more or less, you know, top dollar. So if we can do a okay. deal, what's the least you can accept for a purchase price, right? Mm-hmm. And there's and remember, and I, I like to do math for people, okay? I, I tell people, and remember, before you answer, there's no real estate commissions coming out of your pocket, no closing costs coming out of your pocket. Your real estate commissions will save you 6% right off the top. So you've got a million-dollar mm-hmm. property, and that's $60,000 in terms of commissions that they're saving. Mm-hmm. So I will do the math for people and let them know. So you're, you're saving sixty grand off the top, right? Uh, that, and mm-hmm. just, that's just commissions. Closing costs, another 2 to 3%. So if you didn't have any of those costs coming out of your pocket, I assume you can give me a discount off of this asking price here. What do you think is the best you can do? Yeah, it's a quick ninety grand just for a commissions and closing right. costs. Right. Right. Exactly. But so, the, the part uh, that still high centers me, though, see the way you're de- the way you're describing this. I don't, I don't need to monopolize all the time here. But what no, I don't, right. still don't get is, let's just say that you know the debt seven hundred and the payment you know the payment's forty two hundred and blah blah blah. I still don't mm-hmm. get it for me because the way you're describing this, I'd still be in the middle. And it spooks me to be in the middle of this because I'm well, going to make the payments. Okay, to, you don't have to leads. be in the middle, but you, you, you don't necessarily have to be in the middle. You can tell the, the seller up front, look, that I specialize in finding, you know, good people that have, you know, big down payments, good down payments uh, that, that want to own a home, but they need a little bit of time to get their situation cleaned up. You know, maybe, maybe they need some time to put together the balance of their down payment or they're self-employed and they've got to wait to get an extra tax return. 
uh, you know, or maybe they just got a little rough credit, whatever it is, depending on who, who we're dealing with. Everybody's got a different issue, right? Uh, but they need a little bit of time to be able to get mortgage ready. Okay? So they'll come in. They'll make a, a good down payment on the property. They're going to take over uh, all the maintenance and the repairs. And when they get mortgage ready, they basically cash you out at full price. Okay? And I get paid... Mr. Seller, by the difference between you know what you're willing to accept for a down payment and what I can get my buyer to bring in for the down payment. So obviously, you know the less you're willing to accept down up front, the more I like the deal. Uh, but keep in mind, nobody's going to get into your property without significant skin in the game. It's just you're not going to receive all that money on the front end. You're you're going to get you know most of your equity on the back end. So, um, and that and that's how you do it. You you collect a portion of the down payment and then you assign your agreement back to the seller and you can step out. So you don't necessarily have okay, to stay in the that's deal. That's the part. Okay. That's, that's, <laughs> but you're not, I, I, I was wondering why I would assign it back to the seller versus sign to the buyer, but I, I went through the terms course, and I think I get the reason why. Right. But, Jeff, you're not going to make that decision, quite honestly, until you find the buyer. Okay? You, right. You, you tell the seller up front, no, I'll, I'll leave, I might stay in this deal. I might assign it back to you. It depends on what kind of terms I can get from the buyer. But at a bare minimum, you know, uh, we're, we'll, we'll cover the mortgage payment. Uh, we'll get you cashed out at a good price, uh, but I need to know, you know, what what some what are some what are some terms that I can take to the market, right? So, um, and then let's say you find a buyer that, and, and maybe there's a thousand dollars worth of cash flow in this on a monthly basis. I mean, I, I assume you're probably not just going to freely give that back to the seller. You'd probably want to stay in the deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if there's a, if, if I was getting a big enough fee, or I could put six months of payments aside. Uh, or, you know, so right. I wouldn't get. I maybe probably would, yeah. Well, at this price range, you should be. I mean, it's, I yeah. mean, what, what, what's the price yeah. point of this home? Is a million dollar home? Yeah, one point one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, for somebody to qualify for traditional financing, they're going to need twenty percent down eventually, right? So um, now maybe so that's the least. reason they need. Yeah, I mean, that, so maybe that's the reason they. <coughs> excuse me, that they can't get financed. Right away, maybe they only got ten, fifteen percent down, I mean, whatever. But I mean, you're still looking at a hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars down. Now, maybe you split that on the front end with the seller, right? And you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. You do something like that, right? Mm-hmm. It depends on what it is that they want. Okay, okay. And the, ag- the agreements, uh, it's, it's probably right. It's right, probably right in front of me in the terms course. The agreements for doing the putting that on paper, assuming that. It, it, assuming it makes enough sense, that would be in the terms course or on the Gold Club side, I'm sure, right? The, the agreement to put that under yes. contract. Correct. And it's it's not a lease option. It, it, this is my last question, and I promise I'll shut up. The the the, the contract, well, the way we're talking, would be more of a purchase and sale agreement instead of a option. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of depends on what the seller wants. So you're going to ask the seller up front, you know, would you rather sell the property or would you rather lease it? Uh, and he's probably right. going to say he'd rather lease it. Um, so you can put it under contract on a purchase and sale. But it's still not going to change what you do, uh, you know, on the on the opposite end with the, the buyer. You're probably going to lease mm-hmm. option and put a lease option buyer in there. Now, maybe not. I mean, you can collect more money down from yeah, you know, if you put somebody in there on owner financing, um, mm-hmm. so it, it's just it kind of depends on what the seller wants. I, I I would try to structure this if this is me. I would try to structure this as as owner financing with uh, with the seller. It just gives you more options when you're when you're looking for the buyer. That's what I. So, that was, that's, that was that's my your last standard purchase. Too. Yep, that's your standard purchase and sale agreement is, and that's on the Gold Club site. Okay. 
Well, that was a fountain of information. I, I really appreciate it, and, I, and I'll, I'll be quiet and let others. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Much. Hey, no problem. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Let's move on to our next caller here. All right. Uh, next caller, who do we got? This is Michael from Arkansas. Hey, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I've got a question about a subject to uh, the, the seller needs to show income from this house. So how would we go about doing that? Subject to uh, uh, sales agreement and then uh, what kind of form is it that we need to show them as having income from this? Do we need to put it in a trust to show that or what? Okay. So let me make sure I understand what you're, you're asking here. So seller wants to sell you the property, uh, and you want to take it over subject to, uh, but right. they, I'm guessing they need to get qualified for another loan. Is that the case? Correct. That is correct. <laughs> okay. How soon do they need to get qualified for another loan? Are they looking to get qualified right away? Yes. And they're running up okay. against you know, the high interest of having an income-to-debt ratio. Well, so you're going to have to find um, you're going to have to find a, a lender that's going to want to going to want to work with you. Now, first off, if you take the property uh, subject to, <clears throat> they're not going to get credit for any of the income coming in on that. Uh, basically, that I mean, all that means is that they sold the property, so somebody else holds the deed, but the mortgage is still in their name, uh, and and they're not taking back a mortgage or anything like that. So there's no income coming in technically to offset the, the outgo on their, on their underlying mortgage. So they're not going to be able to get qualified. You would have to do a, uh, what's called a wraparound mortgage. Okay? Uh, right. So you'd have to do a mortgage wrap. But even if you do that, um, in my experience, you, I mean, that, that wrap or that mortgage is typically going to need to be seasoned. Uh, what I mean by that is you're, you're going to need to see a track record of payments. Usually it's six months to a year uh, worth of payments coming in on that, on that mortgage before any lender is going to give him credit for that income coming in to kind of wash out his debt to income. Um, right. the, way that I have, the way that I have gotten around this, um, <clears throat> and you need to have a good mortgage person that you're, that you're dealing with. Um, okay, let me, let me interject this. Yes. We took but, over an assign on it. There's already been a year's worth of... Uh, of income payments on this, okay. on this, uh, so uh, that would probably okay. qualify for it. Well, I mean, but okay, so but there's still no debt instrument, you know, that was given back to him, right? I mean, you bought the property subject to a year ago, right? And you've been making the right. payments on it. Well, right. you're. I mean, he's going to need to find a really flexible lender. Um, and I don't even know if, it, if it's possible. I mean, and maybe you can show that the, the track record, you know, that the payments are being made. Maybe, you know, you'll, you'll find a, a local uh, lender that's a small, small bank that's willing to give them credit. Uh, I don't know. Um, is there anything that's, uh, that's forcing him to well, try to buy right now? Well, they can get a loan. That's not the issue. They're having, they're having a debt-to-income ratio. Their interest rate's going to be high because of that. <laughs> okay. Well, so then I would go back to him and say, look, you got a couple of options here. You can, uh, I mean, you can, you can get a loan uh, and you're going to have a, a high interest rate, you know, until you can potentially refinance. Um, so you, the only way to fix this problem, and I don't know if I would even, if I would even do it at this point, would be to give him a mortgage back uh, and so that, 
and then in six months to, to a year from now, uh, he can go and refinance, and, and his debt to income, you know, will uh, will be a lot lower because you've given him a mortgage back on the property. So he'll have some income coming in on the property to offset that uh, that outgo, um, you know, on on the mortgage that you're paying on for him. If that makes sense, um, it's just it's not going to happen overnight. Your anything that you do now is going to have to be seasoned to help his debt to income ratio uh, if you own the property, right? So. Um, Six, and that's why, months. you know, yeah, and so that's why Ron Ron kind of teaches, if you've, if you've been to some of his, his events, I mean, even though we talk about, you know, doing deals right. subject too, uh, Ron does mortgage wraps on almost all of these now because he just doesn't want to have to deal with it uh, a year, two years later. Uh, if the the seller gets their their situation cleans up cleaned up and they want to go qualify for a loan, you know you just you don't want any debt to income ratio issues coming back to you, right? Um, you know we're in business to to help people and it really doesn't depending on the state uh, that you're in it it doesn't really cost that much more to do a do a wrap, um, you know. But that's okay. Something that so the forms for a wraparound are where located where on the Gold Club. Well, to do a wraparound mortgage, it's still you're still going to do it. Uh, use a, a standard purchase and sale agreement, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, on the on the front end um, to do a, a wraparound mortgage, and then you're 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 going to have your attorney create uh, a, a mortgage. Uh, I, I honestly I don't know that there's a, a mortgage um, document on the Gold Club site. You know, typically our attorney creates those uh, for us. Okay. All right. Now you I got another one the, here. The, I got to ask you. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, taking over and assign, uh, do you have any way of uh, talking with the, uh, the seller and increasing the, uh, the balloon length? We've taken over um, a subject to assign. Yeah. So, okay, so you're coming up against a balloon with a deal that you've gotten in with the seller? Yeah, we've got a we've got a year left on the assign, okay. on the balloon, and I'd like to yep. be able to increase that. Okay. Uh, what's your potential exit strategy if he won't increase it? Uh, the ex, the exit set, uh, would be to uh, strategy would be to uh, just turn it. Okay. Um, you know, I mean, whatever. I, the only thing I mean, there's no. Uh, there's no hard and hard and fast rule. There's 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 no you know great. Well, I was just looking for maybe some suggestions that you may have. Yeah, that you just you may have yeah, used you just go, in the past. But. Yeah, you just go back to the seller and say, hey, you know, I'm, uh, how long have you been in the deal? How long have you been making payments uh, on the property, Dan? It's been just a little over a year on this one. <laughs> okay. Um, is there any cash flow in it, or did you just basically take over making his no. monthly payments to the monthly to the, payments? Okay. Um, and so he's waiting. And does he have equity in the deal? Is he waiting to get cashed out on some equity? Uh, there, there is. They, they have uh, given up their equity for that. So we're looking at you know uh, no equity whatsoever involved. Um, the house is worth about a hundred k, and the debt is seventy three. Okay. And you bought we're it for what? Seventy three. Oh, you bought, okay. So you bought it for basically what was owed. Okay. So he's got exactly. he's got nothing coming. He's got nothing coming to him in the end anyway. Correct. Right. So um, the, the conversation is real easy. You go back to him and say, Hey, um, you know, I um, is, is, 
did the deal work out for you? Okay. I've been, I mean, obviously we've been making your payments for the last, last year. Right. Everything's been going okay. We're taking care of the house. Uh, everything going okay on your end, obviously. I mean, you're, you know, you're not seeing any issues, right? Uh, and he's going to say, no, I mean, it worked out, worked out great. So you're just going to say, okay, is there, um, what I'd like to do if it's okay with you is just uh, extend our deal, you know, by X amount, you know, just say, I need a little yeah. bit more time to get this property cashed out. Uh, and obviously, you know, there's really nothing in it in, in it for you. I mean, we're we're handling the the, the issue. Uh, it's going to take a little bit longer to get the property cashed out than than we thought. But in the end, we're just going to continue making the payments. Uh, and you know, the good news is is you know, um, obviously you're going to still have this good paying account on your credit. So your you know your credit's going to continue to to increase because uh, you've got this you know good paying debt you know for, for as long as we're making the payments and stuff on it. But unfortunately, it's right. going to take just a little bit longer for me to get the property cashed out uh, than what I was what I was hoping for. But in the end, you know, uh, you know, no harm, no foul. Are you okay with extending our deal uh, by X amount of time frame? You know, yes or no? Yeah, because we're remodeling it right now, so. Right. Um, okay. And I, I mean, he doesn't really have any reason to say no to no to that, right? I mean, if he says Correct. no, I won't, won't extend it. I mean, it kind of puts you between a rock and a hard place, right? And then you got to figure out uh, some type of private financing or something, right? I mean, he just he's he's more than likely not going to say no because what's what's the risk to him if he says no? You just continue, I mean, you don't cash it out and you stop making the payments. Now he's got a headache on his property, you know, on, on, right. on his hands, exactly. right? So. Um, it's, it's not a really difficult conversation to, to go back and just say, hey, you know, we, we need a little bit more time. Uh, and, I mean, sometimes this happens, but, you know, it's not a big deal. We're just going to continue to make the payments, and, and you're going to have this good paying account for a little bit longer on your credit report. So, you're, you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, a little bit higher credit rating out of it. So, kind of good news all the way around. So, are you okay with that? Okay. That sounds great. All right. All right. Let me ask you one final question, and I'll get off, the, off your hand. Um, sure. On a buyout like that, if we were to make uh, principal payments only, uh, or we went to cash out that seventy-three thousand dollars, I know it depends. It's on a five percent, uh, uh, and it's got about oh twenty-eight, twenty-seven, twenty-eight years left on it. Mm-hmm. What would be the payout? Do you have any clue as to what that is? It's it's financed by regions. Um, no, I mean it. So you're. Is it going to be actually seventy three? Is that what the? Yeah, your payout's going to be whatever the more the current mortgage. Your payout's going to be whatever the current mortgage balance is. I mean, you should be able. Okay. Uh, I mean, if if you're making the payments on his behalf, hopefully you're receiving the statements, or hopefully he's giving you access to an online yes, account uh-huh. so you can check the balance, yes. right? Um. So yeah, yes. your your payout's going to be whatever that that balance is. Um. There. I mean, you can you can request a payoff balance. Uh, from from the bank, but it's going to be pretty close to what the uh, um, you know the the mortgage balance is in any given month. You know, give or okay. give or take. Uh, I didn't know if that was what, that was including interest and everything or not. Because mm-hmm. it's a relatively it yeah. low mortgage. You know, it's a six hundred dollar mortgage <laughs> on a seventy three thousand dollar balance. Right. So. Okay. All right. Yep, no, I appreciate that, that, that value does include it. Yep. All right. Take care. And what was your name again? My name was Todd. Todd? Todd Foster. Thanks, Todd. Yep. You're welcome. Appreciate have it. a great name. You have yeah, a good day. no problem. All right. 
let's move on to our. So we've got about uh, 10 minutes left here uh, in the call. So uh, if you want to jump in the queue and get uh, a last-minute uh, question, remember um, to, to get into the queue. You're just going to press a star six uh, to get into the queue. So we'll try to take as many here as we can. Uh, hopefully, do a little bit more rapid fire um, uh, before the uh, the end of the the session here. All right. Uh, who do we have next? Hi, this is Greg from Tampa. And I have a quick question. Hey, Greg. Okay, sure, hey, go ahead. How is the HOA payment handled? For example, if there is a $400 per month HOA fee, is that added to the tenant buyer's rent, or does the homeowner um, make that payment? Um, it depends on how you have the deal structured, but yes, typically, uh, if there's any kind of an HOA fee, uh, we any deal that we do when we put a tenant buyer into the property, yes, we require them to pay that HOA fee. Um, ultimately, the owner of the property is technically responsible for paying it, um, you know, but uh, we still would write it into our agreement that uh, um, the, the tenant's going to be responsible for paying that, or, or we just make our rent enough to actually cover it. Okay. Thank you. That makes sense. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Let's see. Yep. Nope. Have a good night. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I like this rapid fire. All right. Who do we got next? How you doing? Um, this is Joshua from Los Angeles uh, or Gardena, California. Hey. Okay. So Joshua. quick question. Well, it's not really quick, but I had a deal a few weeks ago out Lancaster. Um, house was worth about 280 Um mm -hmm. Owner owed about 200 and mm -hmm. her payments were about 1650 so I went out um, she wanted 280 for the property it needed about 10,000 in work um, okay. she needed a new AC unit and the floor and bathroom tubs and stuff and so we were negotiating she was willing to do 280 owner financing uh, with 6,000 down or a little bit more um, and I guess I, I got kind of confused with explaining um, towards the end of those terms after, let's say, three years. I thought the payments will bring the uh, actual um, amount down, right, with owner financing or – Right. Because it's, it's different from yes. lease purchases. Yes. That's correct. Um, and I think I confused her. There was a certain question she asked. I don't remember the question exactly, but I started explaining that, and she's like, huh? And I, I guess she got a little confused, and I was a little confused um, because what's, why is it more beneficial for her to do on her financing versus lease purchase um, if, the, if the balloon payment is going to drop as the years go on because of the payments, monthly payments? Well, it's it's typically a little bit more beneficial because then she knows that the, the problem is, is gone uh, or that the house is actually sold. I mean, when you sell it with owner financing, the home is, the home is sold. Uh, if she puts a tenant buyer into the property, <laughs> technically she's still just renting the property and the person in the property has an option to purchase it, but they're not obligated to purchase it. So there's a much greater oh, okay, chance okay. that she gets the property back, right? So if she really wants to be done with it, um, you know, that's, that's why we push for, for owner financing. You know, we, we sure. ask the sellers up front, would you rather lease the property or would you rather sell it? And 99% yeah. of them say, I'd rather sell it. So, okay, well, you know, then the way that we do that is with owner financing. Okay, but I, I think her thinking was she wanted 280 at the end of that term. 
So I guess that would be an all-interest payment. Like those monthly payments would be all-interest, I guess, if she's going to get two eighty. If that's what she wants, yeah. I mean, if she wants two eighty at the at the end, then uh, now I mean that still might not be a bad deal. I mean, what what do you think that you could potentially um, you know put somebody into that property for, Joshua? Like, what do you think um, that, that you might be able to put a tenant buyer in there for? I think it was worth it. It's worth about two eighty, but um, could probably put someone in there for what about three fifteen, three three ten? Yeah. Um, yeah. right there on the west side of Lancaster. However, yeah, I, mean, if I don't gotta, know, she, yeah. I stuttered a bit, and now she's a little uh, on the fence now, so I, I don't know if it, she thought, you know, she even brought it up in our conversation, oh, scams, and my coworkers at work were like, oh, don't do that deal. Um, so i I just kind of been playing follow-up with her. Um, but, yeah. It, right, well, I mean, so you're – I mean, if you if you did some type of a deal where she's taking interest only payments, um, I mean, your spread, you know, for, with a lease purchase buyer, you're not giving them any monthly credit uh, towards the purchase price either. So, and, and in an owner financing where it's all interest, you're not getting any, um, you know, you're get, not getting any uh, principal buy down either. But on a, I mean, if you if she wants six thousand dollars down on a two hundred eighty thousand dollars home, she's financing two hundred seventy four thousand, and that you know a 4% rate, I mean, that's a little over $900 a month in terms of interest only. <clears throat> and I know that you can rent the property for a lot more than that, right? So you, you might yeah. have some pretty significant cash flow, right? So, okay. Um, there, now, let's say if she, she wants a little, good possibility let's say she wants a here. little bit, okay. Now, let's say if she wants a little bit more down, like 10000 down, even with the 10000 um like work that I need that needs to be done, like a new eighteen well, unit before the that's, summer. That's what I would tell her. Is I would that say, look, it? you know, I, no, yeah, that's that's what I would tell her. I say, look, you know, I mean, you you want you know ten thousand dollars down, or you want you know you want this money down, but I've got <clears throat> about ten thousand dollars that I'm going to think need to sink into the property once I get my hands into it. So how about this? Um, you know, how about we forego the down payment and I take that ten thousand dollars or whatever it is, and I put that into the property to show you that I'm that I'm serious because you just you want somebody with skin in the game, right? You want to make sure that um, you know that that somebody's here and is serious, you know, seriously going to buy it, right? So if I put that money into the property, I'm not going anywhere. You know, wouldn't you agree? Right. Yeah. That's, I, so if, and then you find I a tenant would, buyer, and you find a tenant buyer that's willing to do that work on like a work for equity. That's how you do it. Okay. Um, and, and also now I'm 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 the VA, so I have mm-hmm. to call and and, and, and search and, and find um, sellers that are willing to to sell. Kind of, I know Ron gave the the script as far as filling out the the uh, property information sheet, but kind of, I mean, how, like, because I know you had to do this in the beginning, and how did you approach kind of talking to the sellers, um, like when calling them, because a lot of them are on the de- defense, you know. Um, in terms of filling out, uh, filling out a property information sheet, you mean? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, it's pretty simple. We just kind of follow uh, the property and for the, the the questions on the property information sheet. You tell them, look, I'm. Uh, I just, you know, I'm. I'm not a, a real estate agent. I'm an interested buyer, but I do need to get a little bit more information about the property. Uh, do you have a couple minutes to chat? You know, yes or no. Okay. And uh, and then so you just you kind of go down through the the different questions. I mean, so I mean, I, I see it now. If you can see online 
some of the information that's you know in the um, in the property information sheet. I mean, if you could see online that it's a five bedroom, four bath, you don't need to sit there and ask every single question. So, is it a five? I mean, is it how many bedrooms is it? How many bathrooms is it? Because then you're going to get a seller that says, look, I mean, all that information is there. So what Ron does is, look, I got most of the information here online from the ad that you posted. Let me just ask you a few questions. And you pick out a few things that you need to know. Right? Like, and usually it would center around the condition of the property. Um, you know, it looks like it's in pretty good condition, is it? Is there any repairs or updates or, or maintenance that are needed? No? Um, okay. And, and, and are you still living in the property, or do you need some time to find an, an, another, another uh, place? I mean, what's, what's your situation? You know, if we were to buy it, you know, how quickly could we potentially close? Right. Those. I mean. So okay. just kind of engage them in a little bit of a conversation, and then, um, yep. and then you get the mortgage information, and then you ask the questions in the box. You know, like, well, I mean, if if we could work it out and close whenever you want, would you consider doing a lease purchase on the property if if we were responsible for all the maintenance and the repairs? Okay. Well, it sounds so much better when you're saying it because, uh, and you have experience, of course. Years. Yeah, um, I mean, wait, you just you, you have to be conversational it. about it. Yeah, you do, and, and yeah. it, it takes a little bit of practice, but keep practicing at it, uh, and just you know, just remember to be conversational. There's nothing robotic about it. Just you know, have have a couple of you know key questions that you want to ask every seller. And for me, it's always you know how how much. Um, uh, you know, it, it, or, or what's what's the situation? I, I learned that from Brian Wolf. Uh, you know, what's kind of what's the story on this house, or what's what's your situation? I mean, are you guys looking to move rather quickly? Do you have another property that you're looking to move into? Like, how quickly could we close? You know, what's what's the situation there? All right, so just very conversational. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Is this call recorded? Can we it listen is. to this later? It is. On the local club. Okay. Awesome. Thank it you. Is. Much. You're welcome. Appreciate it. <clears throat> yep. All right, ladies and gents. Well, that is, uh, you know, unfortunately all the time that we got uh, for tonight. Um, but, uh, you know, I want to thank you guys for being on the call and, uh, and participating. Um, you know, remember that this call is uh, every uh, Monday, uh, the, second, the second Monday of every month. Um, so you can, you know, if you're Gold Club members, submit your, your deals and, and we can uh, get you on the line and talk about your deals. Uh, and, and remember to, to get in the queue as, as early as possible, um, you know, so that, uh, that we can get to your, your questions. So I want to thank you guys for participating in the call. I hope you guys learned something. Uh, and, uh, you know, everybody have a, a wonderful night and we will uh, hopefully see you at a, at a, future, a future event.